If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. Thank you, everyone, for stopping by the Hoarding Solution podcast today. Our guest today is Joe Urich with J-Dog Junk Removal in Southern Lancaster County, and he is an Army veteran who is uh, helping veterans in his area and happens to do junk removal. So thank you so much, Joe, for being here today. Thank you, Tammy, for having me. It's an honor. So tell us a little bit about your story and uh, what you're celebrating right now. So as long as you don't mind, I'm going to go back to the beginning. Um, my uh, senior year of high school is year 2000. Uh, that's when I graduated. And through high school, I was kind of the class clown. I had no direction, had a blast, but I didn't really have anything planned for after graduating school. So my best friend around December came up to me and was like, hey, what are we going to do when we graduate? And I was like, I don't know, go to college. He's like, you don't have the grades for that. So I was like, yeah, you're right. So he was like, listen, I was talking to an army recruiter. He said that we could join in the buddy program. So that means we will go to the same boot camp and duty station together. And I was like, all right, I got your back. Let's do it. So we signed up together in something called the delayed entry program. So in December of our senior year, we both signed up. I joined the uh, air defense artillery. Uh, I worked with the uh, Patriot missile system in the army. So come August, we were supposed to leave August 17th. So two weeks before we were supposed to leave, I get a call from my buddy that had me join with him. And uh, we were actually going to be in a uh, basketball tournament that weekend. So I called him up and I was like, hey, do you want me to pick you up or are we going to meet you there? And he's like, hey, I'm not going. I was like, we, we paid to be in the tournament. What do you mean? He was like, no, nah, I'm not going in the army. I was like, whoa, this was your idea. Are you kidding me? He was like, yeah, I, I, he kind of got cold feet and he got a lawyer and he got out of it. So I was oh, like, wow. Totally blindsided. Yeah. So I ended up joining. I'm a man of my word. So I joined by myself uh, and I have no regrets. So I did my boot camp at uh, Fort Sill in Lawton, Oklahoma. I did my AIT, which is advanced individual training. It's where you learn your job with the Patriot Missile System. I did that at Fort Bliss in El Paso, Texas. So a couple months after AIT, 9-11 happened. So we go to the chow hall. We just did a, a battalion 5K and we're in the chow hall for breakfast. And my roommate was saving me a seat. And he's like, oh, look, some plane ran into a, one of the Twin Towers. And while we're eating, the second plane hits. We're like, that's not an accident. So we got on lockdown. Uh, a couple months later, we got our equipment together. Uh, we were deployed. So I served during uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom, Operation Enduring Freedom. I was in uh, Qatar, Kuwait, and Iraq. Um, I got stop loss. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. No, go ahead and share. So when I joined, I, I signed up for three years, but because on my third year when I was supposed to get out, I was overseas, I was deployed during wartime. So they stop loss you, which means they keep you in for the need of the government. So right. while we were at war, they kept me in. So they kept me in just under a year. It was like nine and a half months they kept me in. But I had college lined up, I had a job line, like that didn't matter. Government's like, yeah, you're at war, you're staying in. So I completed my time overseas. I came back home. Um, they tried to get me to re-enlist, and, and they were dangling Germany over me. Because like, when you re-enlist, it's like, where do you want to go next? And Germany right. for air defense artillery is like one of the big posts. And I was like, you know what? Like, I served my country. 
I survived the war. I came back with all my limbs and my sanity. I was like, I figured me and Uncle Sam are square. So I got my honorable discharge, got out. Um, I went through a, a, a lot of different industries. Uh, the, uh, the transition from military to civilian life was kind of hard on me because when you're in, you work, play, cry, sweat, bleed, everything with the same people. Like you're totally enthralled with this group of people. So when you get out and, and another thing in the military, you know exactly where you stand. You know what the ranking is. You know who your boss is, who your spheres are. Right. So in, the, in the civilian world, it's kind of like everybody's out for themselves. And it, it was kind of tough to adjust to that. So after going through a couple of industries, I heard about J-Dog. So J-Dog is a natural franchise. It's a veteran-owned and operated junk removal company. And I was put onto it by my boss at the time, uh, a childhood friend that he grew up with was one of the advisors there. So he was like, hey, Joe, like, you seem like you're a real go-getter, you're a vet, why don't you look into this company? So I went to one of their mixers and I immediately fell in love with the mission because it's by veterans for veterans. So I, I, told, I went back to him and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely in. So we worked out a deal where I could start my own franchise. And uh, being a franchise, it's cool because like, you're, you're part of something bigger than yourself. It kind of brings back that brotherhood of ethos that I had when I was in the army. And um, now I get to employ uh, military veterans. I don't discriminate. All my guys now just happen to be army. Uh, just worked out that way. But it, it's really cool to put local veterans to work. And uh, just this week, we celebrated our third year anniversary, which is super exciting because for any business to make it through those first three years, especially during the pandemic like we're going through, it's just it's a true blessing. Well, and congratulations, because I mean, it, it's so amazing when people start a business, but it's so challenging. And I think people don't realize the level of work that goes into getting something off the ground. And so congratulations on three years of serving your community and, and being successful at what you do, because it, it's a lot of work. <laughs> and, I appreciate that. And even being part of a franchise, you still have a lot of work to do in your area, but I can appreciate having that level of connection there with like-minded people that are veterans, you know, and, and how great that you're able to employ veterans in your area because it it can be really hard to find a job and do something that you enjoy you know and and a lot of veterans have a lot of a hard time finding employment sometimes because of possibly their experience in the military or you have an expectation I think when you're in the military of it's going to work this way and everyone else is going to work this way too <laughs> and then you find out it doesn't work that way in other places. So check this out. So joining the uh, uh, franchise is cool because like they give you a playbook for success, but you still, like you said, you have to kind of build your own brand. So in the beginning, my brand kind of backfired and it's totally caught me off guard. So when we first started, we're, we're in uniform. Like I, I wear my uh, woodland camouflage pants, blouse boots. We uh, brush our boots every morning. Because um, I do that because that, that's a uniform I served in, so I'm super proud because we're better known and operated, so we, that's what we bring to our customers. Now, our clientele is mainly housewives between the age of 20 and 80. So these are generally women who are home by themselves throughout the day, and they call us to come do a clean out. So when me and, and my crew shows up, we're not, so I'm, I'm 6'2", 230. Uh, my crews are similarly sized. We're pretty big men. So I noticed when the women would initially open the door, they're kind of like, 
broke. So I was like, <laughs> oh man, the, the veteran thing is kind of backfiring because like we were almost intimidating our customers. So I was like, I have to do something to fix this because we're here to help you, not intimidate you. We, we did that overseas. So we started making these fun videos on Facebook that kind of made light of what we do, made fun of ourselves. And it kind of showed our clientele that like, we're here to help you. We're not here to intimidate you. We're fun guys. We like to have a good time. We embrace this suck. Like we jump into this full throttle, you know, like, so in doing these videos now, granted I'm in Amish country in Pennsylvania. We're 45 minutes West of Philadelphia outside of Lancaster. And most of my territory is just cornfields. So we started doing these videos and they like blew up. Like some of my videos have over 10,000 views organically. And wow. we jobs and people were like, are you going to do a video on our job? And we're like, maybe, I don't know. But it was funny because like we did it to kind of put the guard down from our clients and now people like eat it up. It's so funny. And that's awesome though, that you were paying attention to like your demographic and saying, okay, this is maybe the, <laughs> this isn't working quite as well as I thought for these, these ladies. So, right. and I, and I can empathize with that because sometimes you're hiring someone to do something. You're like, I don't really know them. Like, what is this? But on the other hand, if you're moving, wrestling with junk and refrigerators and, you know, you need to have some of that muscle and that brawn to, to get it done efficiently. So um, I can appreciate, <laughs> appreciate that level of just jumping in and doing it because it, it can be a lot of work depending on the level of, clutter that you're removing or dealing with mm -hmm. so speaking of refrigerators i want to tell you a quick story and i don't know if we i don't know if i told you this on the phone before so i had a client call me one day for a single item pickup which we do and she said it was one of those uh chest freezers that kind of sits horizontally uh she was like it's in my basement so i was like all right so we walk around to the back of her house she has built doors we open them up we go downstairs she couldn't even open the door because like the basement was packed so thick so we finally get the door open and there was like this pathway that we had to walk sideways through just to get to the far end to where this chest freezer was. And she was like, so I need this removed. And I'm like, not to overstep my boundaries, but you need a lot more than this removed. She was like, I know she kind of started getting emotional. She was like, I had an interior designer in here and, and she said she would help me organize, but it would cost like $8,500 and I can't afford that. And like, I, I just don't know what to do. It's been 30 years of living here. My basement is just packed and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, listen, why don't we do this? I will give you an hourly rate plus our, our trailer, our volume trailer. And we will set up a staging area outside the Bilco doors. Me and my crew will bring boxes out one at a time. You say yay or nay. If you want to keep it, we'll put it over here. If you don't want it, we'll throw it in the trailer. We'll clean out your whole basement and then we'll get that freezer out. So she was like, okay, and I, I discussed pricing, and it literally was like pennies compared to that $8,500 quote. So we started doing it, and as we're bringing items out, she was like, keep, keep, keep everything she wanted to keep. So I'm like, time out. Let's go with the two-year rule. If you haven't used it in two years, it's going in the trailer. She was like, okay. So then we take the keep pile, and we're like, how do you use these? Like, one of them was a uh, Remember when McDonald's would come out with like the NCAA basketball team cup collection? Right. And all the teams. I'm like, do you use these cups? She was like, no. I was like, can they go on the trailer? Yeah. So we got one box in the trailer. And then we question another box. We get that box in the trailer. Then she starts feeling, she's like, yeah, throw it out. So now she's getting excited. So like 
half the things that come out, she's like, throw it out, throw it. She's all excited. So this whole job said and done ended up taking like three days. And I didn't let her go downstairs at all because we ended up building this shelving system for her. So everything that she wanted to keep, instead of just being on the floor and stacked everywhere, we built a shelving system around the whole perimeter. So finally, at the end of three days, we built a shelving system. Everything she wanted to keep, we kept on the shelves. So the whole floor is literally wide open. And this is this is where I'm selfish. I love the end of our job because it's my <laughs> greatest thrill to see people like their reactions. So finally, at the end of it, she comes down. I'm standing in the middle of the basement and she opens the door. She immediately starts crying. She was like, I haven't seen this floor in 30 years. Oh my, like she just, you could see the weight was lifted and she was ecstatic, you know? And that's, that's what I'm proud to provide is like, we, we're a solution company. You know, if you have a problem, we're, we're there to fix it. And I love that too. And I love the story when people, they, they work through that hard part and then they can be like, oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't know how great this would feel. And mm-hmm. so amazing work to you and your team for, for stepping into that, because I know people will so often go the other way <laughs> when you encounter that level of stuff, but it sounds like she was ready. I mean, she made the call and you were kind and compassionate enough to, to step into that gap and say, well, this is what we can do. And so it's amazing when you see the light turn on for someone like that. I mean, I can totally, I can totally appreciate the, the selfish aspect of seeing that joy for that person. I think it's one of those, those moments that you don't see unless you're out doing something like that. And Tammy, I love the words you use, kind and compassion, because that's the thing, like, there's a lot of junk removal companies out there, but there's not a lot of junk removal companies that approach it with heart like we do. And it, it's, it's almost like you almost have to be therapeutic with these people because anybody else would be like, okay, we'll figure out a way to get that chest freezer out of here and like wouldn't even approach the bigger picture. But because we were able to talk to her about it and provide a solution and kind of break that barrier, because I feel like she was almost crying out for help. Like the the chest freezer was just the reason for us to be there, but she had a bigger issue. We recognized that. We approached it with passion. We gave her like bang for her buck, you know, and we're doing all the work for you. We'll, we'll help you out. And by being compassionate, it, I feel like that resonates with people because at that time they need it because it is kind of embarrassing. And we always tell people, we don't judge, we execute. So whatever you need help with, we're here for you. Right. And that the non-judgment factor, I, I was, I was talking with, uh, with a friend of mine yesterday and we were talking about the judgy factor and that the, the reason a lot of times people don't seek help is that fear of judgment and the stigma that comes with having too much stuff. And so a lot of times it's that, that entity like Jake dog coming in, how you approach it is, whether or not that person's going to actually get the help they need. And so I think being aware of the fact that it, it's emotional and there's underlying issues and that, you know, she was crying when it was a mess, but she was also crying when it was cleared out. So that whole like emotional wave, you know, she was riding that whole time. So I just think that your message about being compassionate and being solution oriented is what people need to hear when they're in that situation that we aren't going to just 
we aren't going to be yet another person that abandons you because of this overwhelming clutter. And a lot of people, I think, feel that way, that they have been abandoned in one way or another uh, for, for their issue. And not only that, if you have 30 years worth of stuff, and I've seen it, I've worked in basements where it's like a 10-year situation, and there's a lot of physical movement that has to happen with some of that stuff. And if you don't have a team of people, it's even more exhausting for whoever is doing the work. So um, how many people do you usually have on a job like that? So that's a great question. So my team right now, we have three full-time guys, including myself. And um, by hiring military veterans, a lot of people like see the posts that we do on Facebook and they're like, oh my God, I can't imagine you guys going in there and doing that. And I always tell people the same thing. Like, listen, we've been to war. We've been thousands of miles away from our families, sleeping in tents in deplorable conditions. No matter what we do here during the day, we get to go home and sleep in our bed at night. So we could handle any work scope during the day. And I feel like that, separates from us from other people because like we literally have been through the worst so now when we see it we kind of laugh about it like we just embrace the suck and attack it so whenever we have big jobs i have a relationship with the uh, coatesville va which is up here in pennsylvania they have a program called cwt it's a comprehensive work therapy and for anybody out there that is looking for workers i highly recommend them and if you google va cwt program we're actually a part of their commercial. They came out here and filmed with us and uh, did a, a whole commercial shoot. It's like an eight minute video. And I've gotten multiple people from there. So whenever we have a big hoarder clean out, I just pull from uh, like a team of guys that they over, have over there. Like we just use them. Remember that um, clean out I was telling you about with the roaches? We used a CWT uh, participant there and they're all vets. So they just, they put their head down, they work hard and we just, we get it done. Wow, that's, and I'm, I love to hear that partnership piece as well, because a lot of times people need a chance, like they need a shot at working, and um, even if they move on, it's great to have that connection and that experience and a reference. I mean, some people, I mean, like you said in the beginning, I've transitioned through all kinds of industries too, when I separated from the Navy, you know, after I got my honorable discharge and moved on, but I did like all kinds of things, and you know, you don't know how some of those are going to either positively or negatively impact you. But if you can align yourself with an organization or even I'm happy to hear that the VA has something that's very helpful for people because, um, and often I would imagine it's, there's a need for that extra person or two on some of these jobs. You know, I've done it. I've had to hire outside help, you know, um, to, and I'm more of, well, I guess I'm somewhat in a rural location, so that can be problematic sometimes, but um, I live in an area where there are a lot of veterans as well, so um, there's there's so much need, I think, for, especially when someone's transitioning, to have some kind of a connection to a mission or a purpose, you know, so that you don't lose that um, camaraderie, which... Is there a VA near you? I don't know where you're at. Um, so I'm on, I'm in Washington state on Whidbey Island. The closest like VA clinic is about 30 miles from me. Um, the larger entities are in Seattle and that's about three hours depending on traffic. But 
we do have some other entities in this area and it's definitely something worth exploring i would say for any business person who might need extra help like that and is looking at how can they partner with a bigger a bigger organization like that it's so funny you mentioned that i didn't know you're from washington so what is the the uh, army post out there because the guy that we used he was 11 Bravo, he was infantry, and he was stationed in Washington State. He said There's, he was like a half hour outside of Seattle. He's probably, I think it's now joint, uh, it's McCord, joint, I think it's like joint Lewis base McCord or something like that. You think I would know. Uh, <laughs> I've been there, but it's, um, in fact, it's funny, but my grandpa was stationed there like years mm-hmm. ago. <laughs> Um, JBLM, I think is what joint base Lewis McCord, I think is what it is now. Okay. But yeah, the guy that we literally just used, he was stationed there. Oh, Before wow. He, he, he was in Iraq. He was in Iraqi freedom and everything. But yeah, cause I was like, what are you doing in Washington state? He was like, you hike. He was like, or you go to Seattle. He was like, you either enjoy nature or have fun in Seattle. Yeah. Those are your options. And even where I'm at, we have a uh, Naval air station with the Island. And so, you know, it, it if you are here you you hopefully like nature fishing crabbing uh you know the trees the ocean something that makes you want to stick around because i mean seattle is doable or well i don't know about now in our current situation but you you know you use people would go down like for the weekend and go to mm-hmm. concerts and things like that so um but and that's a, some a good point in the military that hopefully you enjoy the location where you're at, you know, in a healthy way. <laughs> um, you know, because you might be there for a long time, you know, um, or you might be there for a short time. So, like, well, I was in D.C. last year for a conference, and actually, where I first talked with someone from J. Dog was at that conference, and. Um, you know, now a year later, almost, like, there's a lot of things I didn't do while I was there, doggone it. And <laughs> when am I going to go again? You know, when's that going to be possible? So I think learning to enjoy wherever you're stationed, as well as whatever you're doing right now is like a real beneficial skill, you know, and I think military people kind of get that, like, I'm not going to be here that long. <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. So you got to take advantage. And it's funny because, I, like I said, I was stationed at uh, Fort Bliss in El Paso, Texas, which was nine day from where I, like I said, I'm in Amish country. So being down mm-hmm. there, that close to Mexico, and I did some things that were unhealthy, like you said, but it was all, all memorable. <laughs> I think we all do. I remember a trip to Mexico from, in San Diego where um, it was like, okay, I'm glad we got home. <laughs> Not mostly just like you're walking you're wandering these random streets in the middle of the night you know just so you can get back to the u.s you're like oh brother um so but learning to enjoy that moment and and the camaraderie that you have i mean i think when a lot of people get out of the military that's a, a huge piece that they're missing is is those connections that they had or, and someone that would have your back if there was a problem you know 
And that's an excellent point. And that, that's one thing that we provide. That's why whenever I go to like a, a chamber event or any networking thing and you have to have your 30 second uh, elevator speech, I always say, my name is Joe Yurick. I'm with JDOG Southern Lancaster County. We put local veterans to work. We help combat PTSD and we donate to local veterans. We just happen to do junk removal. The reason why I say that is because I put our mission first. Like, and when I interview guys, I always tell them, I'm like, listen, our job sucks. We, we literally get hired to do things that nobody else wants to do. And I joke with them and I say it takes a special kind of stupid to do what we do. But when, the, when we're all in it together and we're unloading things and sweating and, and finding like funny things on jobs or like it, when we leave a job, we're on the way to the landfill and we're just talking in the truck. That's our therapy session. So like, like the new guy, the 11 Bravo we just had, he was telling stories about Iraq and some things that he kind of regrets. And we're like, listen, dude, you did what you had to do at that time. You should have no regrets. Like you're, you survived, you're here now make a difference in somebody else's life. You know, like we, we could talk about things that may scare or turn off civilians because they haven't been through it where we're like, we're here to have your back. We'll make fun of you, but we're here to have your back, you know, and it's that camaraderie that I miss, it's that brotherhood of ethos that I missed when I was in that I now have in a civilian job. And you could interview any of my guys on my crew. They'll tell you the same thing. It's great. It, it's like, it's a double-edged story because the work we do is not so great, but the time we have together is just amazing. And those connections are, and the people connections are so valuable, you know, that, that I think we, in this day and age, we get too stuck in our technology and our phone and our stuff. And having those personal connections, I think, is what honestly keeps a lot of us alive in a lot of ways, you know, and, and keeps us moving forward and making a positive impact for other people. Because as we know, not all of us got to come back. And so it's a blessing that we, we did. And while we might struggle and deal with a lot of different things, we're still able to make that positive impact. And there's a lot of different ways to serve people. And like you're saying, you just happen to be doing <laughs> junk yeah. removal, but you're doing it with compassion and heart and you're pulling people in that also have that same desire. And so how, how can you beat that, um, you know, as you're, as a business owner, as, as a person who cares, how can you, how, what can be, what can top that, you know, and. And it resonates with our customers. Cause like we do a lot of things, any items that we could pick up that we could repurpose, we keep out of the landfill. We have a storage unit. So anytime that we get a lot of stuff in the storage unit, I'll call my connection at the local VA where I do hire guys. And I'll say, Hey, do you know anybody that needs a king size bed, a dining room set, a, a living room, whatever, whatever we have, they'll go, oh yeah, this one guy just graduated, we got him an apartment, he has nothing. So we'll deliver those items to that veteran free of charge. And that's kind of us repping our brand and giving back to our community. And I feel like outside of, outside of our work ethos, that's what sets us apart. It's like, we do approach it with heart. And if you have items, like if you're downsizing, say you're an empty nester, you have three bedrooms worth of items, that you don't want thrown out, but you're downsizing to a rancher. So we'll come in, we'll take all those items, put them in our storage unit, reach out to our veteran network and deliver them to veterans free of charge to them to say, Hey, here you go. Get back on your feet. You know, like that, that to me is what fills my bucket. I mean, that, that's, 
really why I love doing what I do is giving back. And, and it's so, you know, I was thinking about years ago when I got out of the military and what did I have in my apartment? Like an air mattress and, you know, my little pile of household goods and a bicycle, you know, like I, <laughs> and so if someone is transitioning or they're moving, like you're saying, into an apartment or maybe someone's coming out of homelessness and now they have a space to live, but what, what are they going to sleep on or any of that? So, I mean, what an awesome way to pay that forward by having things like that, that you can share. And, you know, it's something I've done with my own clients where they're hesitant to give things away. I'm like, look, we, we go through it, whatever I can haul away in my car. When I leave, I will take and donate. Where do you want it to go? And mm -hmm. there's such a relief for them. And I don't generally have king size beds that I'm dealing with, but the fact that you can, and you have the truck to haul, and all that is amazing. And then you're able to deliver it. I mean, I can just see the smile on those faces too by serving them that way. So I, I appreciate that. So, sorry to cut you off. So when we first started, like the first big donation I did, cause we did, it was a downsizing, it was a three bedroom house and I had all this stuff. This is when I first started. So I had everything in my, we have a two car garage and my wife was like, furniture. <laughs> so we got this guy from the VA and I was like, yeah, meet me at this address, bring your wife, just tell me whatever you want. So he was a Navy vet. Uh, he walks in and he looks around and he was like, well, how much is this? And I was like, you have a DD-214? He was like, yeah. I was like, you already paid for it. No, seriously, how much is this? I'm like, dude, you served your time. This is whatever you want is yours. He's like, so wait, I could have that. And then the wife is like, we could have that. I'm like, anything you want. So like just seeing them, they were like kids in a candy shop. They're like, what about this? I'm like, literally anything you want. And then two days later, we delivered it. And like, she was in tears. Like they were just so happy. And I was like, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. Like, this is just so awesome. That is fantastic. And what a great gift, you know, because any of us who've been through early years of marriage or early, you know, transitioning and you don't have a whole lot, it's so amazing when someone steps into that gap and is just like, Hey, here you go. You know, I mean, and the ability to pay it forward like that. I just, I can't ever repay all the kindnesses that have been done for me, but there's nothing stopping us from pay paying it forward, you know? And so how, how amazing is it that not only do you get to help people on the front end, you get to help others on the back end, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you're doing it full circle all the way around. Yeah. And again, that, that resonates and through social media, because of course we post about it. And like for that one in particular, we did a video and that was one of those videos that got 10,000 views organically. Never wow. boosted nothing like 10, like so many people shared it. So many people were like, wow, this is amazing. And I feel like that's what sets us apart. Because again, there, there's, in my territory, even in Amish country, there's 30 uh, competitors here. Mm. But by us doing that, it, it kind of sets us apart, you know, and it, it, it goes with our motto, which is respect, integrity, and trust. And that, that is why I feel like it resonates with our customers and, and keeps them coming back and referring us. And, and right, the respect, integrity, and trust. You, and you work with people that you know, like, and trust. So and the fact that you get repeat business is, you know, a testament to what you do. So great job on keeping that going and, you know, making a difference for people all around your, in your community. Thank you. 
So you know what I just realized? We're over a half hour. Do you want to ask any hoarder questions? Because I know this is the... So I'm just wondering what um, what is your what is your recommendation if someone is trying to um, get you to come help, say, their parent? You know, what would you say to that that person, that kid, or that, you know, relative who's like, can you help my mom? So the first thing I would recommend is just to reach out because everything starts as a free no obligation estimate and you have to judge everything by looking at it because we charge by volume and depending on the size of the job, it's either volume in um, dumpsters or volume in our trailer. But you want to get a feel for it because sometimes the child is ready for their mom's house to be done, but the mom's not ready. So you want to get to the core and see if they are ready and kind of Again, it's approaching it with heart because you can't go in there cold like, oh, this is all crap. We're throwing it all out because to them, it's valuable, you know, so you can't, you don't want to come in and, and while they're sitting there, they hear their china being smashed in the trailer as it's being thrown in. Like you have to approach it with heart and you have to make sure they're ready. So I always say just set up a free estimate. We'll come in, we'll talk about it because our biggest hurdle is family members because again, the son might want it done, but the mom's not ready. Or the mom wants it done, but the son's not ready. Like there, there's always a variable. So you want to find out what you're going into before you could create a plan of attack. If everyone's on board, create a plan of attack. I give them a window because like a lot of hoarder jobs are tough because there is so much going on and so much labor. So I, I like to give a window. Best case scenario is this price. Worst case scenario is this price. Uh, we could do it in, in sections or whatever you're comfortable with. But the first thing is just get us in there so we could communicate and see if it works for both parties. Because as much as we want to help you and do your job, you have to be ready for us to do your job. Because if we're in there and you're yelling at my guys, like, don't touch that, don't get that. That's a hostile situation. I'm not going to put my guys in. So I vet my customers just like my customers vet me. Right. And that's so true and so valuable. If, and if you can actually get into the space and have that conversation with the actual person that is there, it's so helpful, I think, to figure out um, how to proceed. And a lot of times those the people aren't included in the conversation. And I think once you're able to pull them in, um, it helps them know that you actually care. Like you're saying, you aren't, you're going to take care with what they are want to keep and you want to preserve what you can donate. And so I think that piece is really one of the most important parts in these situations is having that conversation and finding out, you know, is this going to work and what are your expectations? So um, very much needed aspect. Again, can I point out, so that, that word you used is golden expectations. So I think you and I had discussed this one job we did. It was so funny. It was a, a single story rancher, two bedroom house. Like for, you could walk by it in two seconds. It's like the smallest house ever. And it had a basement. It ended up taking four 40 yard dumpsters and four of our trailers to clean out. I had five guys on this job for a full week. Like it was one of the most labor intensive jobs I've ever done. And it boiled down to expectations. When we started the job, our expectation was to remove everything that did not have a yellow sticky pad on it. So mm. we did that. Day three, we're all done. The dad comes in. 
why is there still stuff in the house? Well, she said not to touch anything that has a yellow sticky pad on it. No, 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 everything has to go. Oh, wait, maybe some things could stay. So the expectations shift. So now we're removing half of the stuff that was supposed to stay. So end of day Thursday, all right, we're all done. No, there's too much stuff here. You got, just take everything. Just don't worry about my daughter. Take everything. So we're like, okay. So now everything's being cleaned out. So it literally took a whole week, which we could have condensed and done better had we known what the expectation was, but the expectation shift during the process of the job. So at the end of the week, literally everything was gone. The house looked brand new. We swept everything up. Like it was quite a transition, but again, like that expectation is so important because from the original expectation to the final was my memory, sir. It was probably a, a five or $6,000 difference. Right. That's how intense this job was. So like you said, it's, it's very important to establish that expectation and then execute. Right. And have that scope, scope of work. And like you're saying, have all the people who are telling you what to do in agreement on what needs to be done. <laughs> and if you don't have that, it's very time consuming and costly if, if it's not outlined correctly. So um, good job on sticking through that. I'm sure there were some <laughs> challenges there. It was very so, challenging, but again, as soldiers, we, we tough it up. You just, you embrace it and you keep going, you know, and I think that's why a lot of people stay longer than they should at jobs and things because you want it done right and you, you don't want to walk away as a military person thinking, I didn't do everything I could, even if it, you know, is more than, than what other people would provide. So I can definitely see that in these situations as well, like over you're overdoing overdoing it but in a good way you know you're you're really caring about those people so as the adult kid of someone that hoards and I, I appreciate that level of awareness empathy and understanding when you're walking into those situations so um how do people get a hold of you what's the best way for them to find you um so we have multiple ways. Uh, if you're local to the uh, Southern Lancaster County area, you can reach me on my cell, which is uh, 484-467-1424. Uh, if you just enjoy watching fun videos, you can check us out on Facebook, which we are uh, JDog of Southern Lancaster County. Uh, we're also on LinkedIn uh, as JDog SLC, which is short for Southern Lancaster County. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably the best ways, or my email, uh, is my first initial last name. So it's letter J Yurick, which is Y-U-R-I-C-K at JDOG, which is J-D-O-G dot com. All right. Thank you so much. And I will make sure this goes into the, um, the, the show summary notes so that people can definitely find you and check out your videos and keep, you know, keep up with all the great things you're doing out there. And again, even if people don't link up with me, check out the CWT program. It, it puts a lot of veterans to work that are struggling. So if you just Google VA CWT program, you'll see this beautiful face, but you'll also be in touch with local veterans. That It's a really good deal, especially for small businesses. I don't, I don't know if every VA does it the same, but my VA, they just tacked on a dollar amount to my hourly rate and they covered workman's comp, all their taxes and their insurance. So I was kind of subbing 
they're the CWT student. And mm. it saved me a lot of money when I first started up. Well, and that's great to know that there's, I mean, that incentive is there. I mean, because you need the help, but it also can, it costs money to run a business. Yep. <laughs> um, and people, you know, that's why people don't do these jobs for free because it costs money um, to, to get these things done. So um, great partnership with, uh, you know, another entity that can, can also help all the way around. Absolutely. And Tammy, not only thank you for being on the podcast or on this uh, podcast, but thank you for your service. Well, thank you for yours as well. And thank you for joining me and, and um, telling it from your perspective and the work you do, because it's a really needed uh, piece of the conversation. So I really thank you for being here. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you.